Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Let's start with a, a good news, bad news, I guess. The good news is, is we're back on the air this week. The bad news is I'm in the studio alone again. Ellen is on the phone. She's up in the hills of North Carolina. Hi, Ellen. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I'm so sorry I can't be there with you, but I will tell you it is lovely up here at this time of year. Oh, oh, it's, it, it's uh, gotten a little bit cooler. Yes, much cooler. Actually, cold. Um, I'm oh, either wow. too hot or too cold when I'm here, and it's it's been very chilly. But we've got wildlife everywhere: birds, rabbits, all kinds of creatures. It's uh, very different <laughs> Wait, than Florida. You referring to all kind of creatures? Your brothers? <laughs> yeah, that, that too. <laughs> Them too. <laughs> Them so, too. um. We really don't have a topic to speak about tonight. We don't have a guest. So if you would like to call in, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. There is one thing that we we have been working on, and, and that's the website, which is uh, www. I don't know if you have, even have to say that anymore, but it's miraclesinrecovery.org. That's miraclesinrecovery.org. You go on the website. And there's a couple of little buttons that say listen live, and you can listen to the show right through our website. It'll it'll link to the Voice America website. You'll go to that page, but it'll bring you there without even having to find it. So you go to our website and click on listen live, and um, you will hear us live. You can also, during the times that we are not on the air if you click the listen live button it'll still go to our page and you can listen to the archive shows or you can choose to click archive shows on the on our website and you'll be able to listen at will to what you want there we haven't stacked them all up there yet but they will ultimately be there and and every single week we will put the the latest uh, show up so that's something that we're working on to try to one give you the benefit of not having to listen live if you're in a if you're in a one of these other countries we get we get the you know and it's and it still amazes me that we get the um the readout of the countries where people listen on a weekly basis and I look at the time zone time difference and it baffles me how we have such a huge audience that's listening at like 3 a.m. in the morning. I know. That is, now, is this listening live? Actual live? Listening live. Or? Yeah. Listening wow. live. Yeah. So, I mean, on demand, on demand is, is different. We, we, I don't see where that comes from unless, unless I ask for a breakdown. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we have a, a decent live audience, and, and the thing that's wild is, you know, um, the numbers in some of these countries, like Ireland, uh, we have a huge listenership. Um, and and I, I, I can't explain that. I mean, I, I don't 
I'm not questioning why they're listening. I know we, we, we put on a decent show, but, um, it just, you know what I mean? It baffles me. Like right now it's uh, midnight there. Now, either there's a lot of people that are listening on the graveyard shift or, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but you know something though, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, we say that as we say that sitting in in the United States, we say that as as American minded people. I worked down in Argentina for uh, quite a few months, for about ten, eleven months, quite a few years ago, setting up a cellular phone system, and their style of life was completely different than ours. They were just getting out of work around now and they would go home for a couple hours and they wouldn't eat dinner until 10 or 11 so them listening at midnight i'd go okay yeah that's a no-brainer um but i didn't think they have a you know a different type of lifestyle than we do yeah and and that's what i'm saying so that's why you know i mean you question it but you still get gratitude that there are people that are listening to us and it's just not you and i speaking all of our listeners yeah, and uh, we do have an upcoming guest next week, Justin McMillan, and he is the owner of a sober living facility in California, and maybe he can share with us how they are doing with um, the not-so-stellar um places over there. I know I know that we we've experienced quite a bit over here on the East Coast in Florida. And I don't think that we're the only ones. I think there's a lot of people out there who uh have questionable practices. But that but that's that's not for this show. That's for that's for another time. Is there anything that you've experienced this week since uh last show that you'd like to share with the audience? Well I think um there was an interesting news story, and it was in Florida, I believe, that there is apparently an implantable, um, is it naltrexone or naloxone or buprenorphine? Anyway, there there is some type of implantable device so that you can mm-hmm. have the, um, the opioid antagonist time-released, and you don't have to take it every day. It's a surgery. And apparently there are some unscrupulous doctors who are paying people to have this surgery. Now, is this that is this that bridge device or something? What it's, uh, I know there's I something else. The story that I saw, I, I didn't see exactly what the device was. You know, the idea is if you have someone who is taking medication-assisted therapy to stay off of opioids, instead uh-huh. of having to take it every day, you'll have an implant where I think once a month, they can actually put something in that is time-released. You don't have to think about it. Oh, like a little but, canister or something like that, and it just drips away yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, or sort of like the you know the diabetic, the type 1 diabetics who have yeah, yeah. implants with a little insulin. With a little beeper on their belt, yeah. Yeah, kind uh-huh. of like that. Only apparently um, insurance pays quite a bit for this procedure, and there are mm-hmm. unscrupulous people who are actually paying addicts to go and have the surgery. <laughs> now, what what they are doing with the money, <laughs> we can only imagine. But there, yeah. there was a mother on this particular story whose son had been paid about $2,000 to have the surgery, and he did overdose and lose his life. 
Um, oh, because he because he had that that contraption on him. Andy was still getting high. He was still getting high, and apparently, the doctor that did the surgery billed insurance over fifty thousand dollars. I think he got something like fifteen thousand dollars for doing it. But you know, you can imagine what type of business that would be if you're going out and paying addicts, saying, "Hey, you know, I'll give you two grand to go do this." In the meantime, right. if they've got insurance, the doctor's making a ton of money. Wow. Yeah, you know something, I guess, it, uh, that, sadly, we see it more in in the, you know, recovery industry, because I wouldn't even say it was the recovery industry, and the, you know, people capitalizing on other people's misery, that has nothing, that has nothing to do with recovery whatsoever. It just falls underneath the guise of recovery, because that's the mask they use. But, um, you know, it, it, it's sad that they are preying on the sick and suffering, you know, and, and if, oh, if terrible. we went out in the street, if we went out in, in the street and started beating the homeless with bats, that there would be a major problem. And that's ultimately what some of these medical people are doing to the sick and suffering addict. They're just going out there and not physically hitting them with a bat, but they're emotionally and mentally tearing them up with 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 hardware. And 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 that's just not that's just not cool, you know. Well, this is this is the same type of scam, you know, that was happening with the sober livings and and some of the, you know, the back and forth between the sober living make them relapse and then send them back to rehab and all the kickbacks and stuff, you know, they're taking advantage of people who actually have insurance because insurance pays. So, uh, you know, I think the insurance industry, which is certainly very good at regulating other things, needs to really, you know, start tweaking the way they look at at the whole addiction spectrum, you know, and, and the whole recovery spectrum. And, you know, let's start looking at shady practices and paying for things that need to be done. It's, just, it's amazing to me, you know, how insurance is all interwoven into a lot of these scandals. Yeah. Well, and, and the sad thing is, is what happens is, is insurance pulls out of an area because of that. Right. And then the, and then the, the stellar facilities can't accept those clients into their facilities. So, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, the, that's, the, that's the unfortunate thing. Yeah. And then the, the, you know, the best, the best chance that the person may have, they can't even go experience it. Yeah. I know there were two insurances that pulled out of Florida for that yeah. very reason. They were being, yeah, they were basically I, being scammed by some of these very unscrupulous recovery places. Yeah. I think Cigna was the first one that did. Yeah, Cigna and uh, I think Aetna went too. Yeah, so and the Aetna only as one well. left yeah. that you could get through the Obamacare exchanges, Blue Cross, and I don't think they pay for very much. So no, it's no, they don't. And that, so that means that that means if you're a Florida resident, you don't have a good solid job with good solid insurance, you're not going to get the care that you that you that the next person may. Very true. Very true. Or or somebody from another state uh, that has a good, you know that. You know, a good solid insurance, like say from the from the Northeast Corridor, they have good, nice, good, solid union based area, and they have good solid insurance. They're down here all the time, you know, and right. and the person that's sleeping in the park because they can't get in, they're the ones that have to 
try these contraptions with the shady doctors. Exactly. And and there's so many you know, this I think this particular incident occurred in Boca Raton. So, you know, very nice, you know, kind of upper class place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a seedy back street type of situation. It can be a place that looks like it's above board and going to do good work and they don't always and it's very you know it's very upsetting i don't i don't know what people can do except be ultra careful and check people yeah, out yeah. and then ask check questions. them again yeah no exactly ask questions you know what i mean it's it, it, if if you're searching or seeking assistance for a loved one ask questions just don't go blindly walking into a facility because somebody recommended it this is your, this is your loved one this is your child this is your father this is your mother your cousin whoever it may be to you ask questions because the the up and up facility will have the answers they will ha- they they will put you at ease some of the shady people will as well but it just just ask. There's plenty of questions that you can ask even before uh, you get in. Um, the one of them, like if you dial uh, and uh, people, you know, call you up uh, on a recall, and uh, they say that they're connected with such and such a facility. Um, ask how they are and how they got your number and and all of that stuff, you know, because there's so many things out there that you can get sidewinded with because they're looking to take advantage of your turmoil. So just make sure that you ask a lot of questions. Well, I I think, you know, what happens a lot of times is the families are so desperate and, you know, maybe you just found out and you're in a crisis situation and you don't know what to do. And, you know, if you're like me, you don't really know anything about this disease at all. You know, so you're, you're looking for something fast you know, some and and sometimes it's not fast. You can't get them there quickly. Right. If it's a good place, they're going to want to interview your addict. They're going to want to, you know, do a little bit of work ahead of time. They're going to want to check with the insurance to make sure. You know, so it can take. It's not like you can get them there in two hours or even twenty four hours sometimes. No, exactly. And um, their first and their first question usually isn't, "What insurance do you have?" Whereas, right. whereas one of the seedy ones, it's probably the first, if not second. Oh, most definitely the first, because they want to make sure they're, you know, that they're yeah. going to get paid. They're not going to waste time. And, and if it's a good insurance, they're going to be real happy, and and you're, you know, you're going to get treated a whole lot better. I've had that experience as well. But I, you know, I've I've found that they they are going to want to talk to the addict first and foremost, mm-hmm. and spend about thirty minutes on the phone with them. And if they don't yeah. do that. You know, you know, I've, turn your I've had a, I've had a uh, a few that I have called for people, like you know, just trying to feel it out. And the places that I have called, I, I've known people on the other end of the line, so I knew who I was calling and knew what I was doing. But a lot of the good places, if they don't accept your insurance, they will definitely give you other options where your insurance. Right may um, benefit benefit the addict, whereas if they ask you what insurance you have and you say X and you get click, you know that that's just not a place where you would have wanted to go anyway because, you, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. I mean, just make sure that you ask a lot of questions because 
given the given the information that we see, people aren't looking out for your best interest. They're looking out for theirs. So if you ask a lot of questions, the stellar places, the places that have a good reputation, will stay on the line and will guide you, if not into their facility, into another facility where your insurance fits, where your addict fits, if it fits if there's you know if there's an eating disorder that goes along with it and all these other things, they will stay on the line with you and help you through where it is that you want to go. If it's more if it's more like feed me information so I can decide whether you're good enough for my program, that may not be the one that you want to keep talking to. Oh exactly. And and Google Look up reviews. I think that's very helpful, too. I mean, you know, Google is my best friend now. If somebody said, Google is my boyfriend, <laughs> Google will tell you a lot. You know, looking at other people's experiences in these facilities and, and look for places that have been around for a long time. I yeah. think, you know, some of the older, more well-known places are good, and that's why they're still here. Right. Right, because they have a good reputation, and and those are they the ones that have a good reputation. If, They've been doing good work for a lot of years, and they still are. And that's, yeah, I, I have had experiences with both um, some of the newer ones, and you know that weren't maybe quite as good, as well as some of the older, more, um, you know, just the ones that have been around for a long time. Right, right. And, well, and yeah. you know, you all, I always felt safe with them, and and they they did a they. They did what they were supposed to do. Right. Not that it helped, but, you know, at least it was a place where my addict could be safe. Well, I'm sure it it helped. It just didn't help the situation, you know, that that you were in at the time. Well, like I said a couple of weeks ago, every single time my daughter went to a rehab, I was sure that this was going to be the one. And they never were. You know, that wasn't wasn't the ultimate thing that got her better. Yeah, she proved you wrong, not them. Right. True. Yeah. True. Uh huh. True. Yeah, I, I don't know. want to. I mean, most of the places that she went were very, very good, very caring, and you know, it just it wasn't quite the right time for her. But again, it kept her safe, mm-hmm. and she heard things that she needed to hear. No, exactly, and and you know it. That's that's the thing about some of these programs. You know, it may you may not get it the first time. Don't give up. Don't say you know my loved ones a wash because uh, they didn't get it the first time. We are about ready to go to break. So if you would like to call in on the other side, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. Uh, how many people have, show of hands, how many people have clicked on the website and checked it out? Show of hands. Well, I don't see any hands. What's going on? Oh, I can't see. I'm in my, oh, I, I'm getting that. Uh, <laughs> I raised my it? hand. I've checked it out. I love it. I think it looks fabulous. Yeah, it's completely different. And there's a couple of things we want to add to it as well as we're going forward. We'll definitely take suggestions uh, at Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org or Ellen at miraclesinrecovery.org. I check hers because I know she hasn't checked it in like two years. So if you want to... Well, if you I wanna was write, looking for it and I couldn't find it. So you yeah, to, I'll resend you, you the stuff so you can get on it. Walk through it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's simple enough. And and you can you can send an email to either Ray or Ellen at miraclesandrecovery.org and we'll take suggestions on the website, we'll take suggestions on topics for a show. We'll take uh, you know all of these guests that are coming to us have been suggested um by other people, by marketers, by PR people. So if you think you want to hear someone um just give us their information, and we'll try to reach out to them and get them on the show. Um, like I said, all of the people outside of people that I have tried to coerce at the beginning um, to just help us fill space when we were learning what we were doing, um, everybody came from 
someone else's suggestion. So send us an email, Ray or Ellen at miraclesandrecovery.org, and suggest someone, something, some topic, and uh, we will try to do what we can to appease the crowd. You know, yeah, and we've and, really interviewed some very, very interesting people. You know, from all yeah. walks of life, from you know, from every experience you can imagine. People who've written books, people who are now doing really cool artistic things, but but all of them are helping other people that are in the situation that they used to be in, and that's what's so that's that's a miracle to me. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to try to spin back spin back around and try to get a couple of them uh, scheduled to come back on. I mean, I know David David comes on; he's a regular. He's all I have to do oh, is yeah. text him during the day and say, "Jump on," and he will because that's that's the kind of that's the kind of caring guy he is, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But some of the others that we we spoke to last year, two years ago, I'm going to see if we can't spin back through them and schedule them back again and just. Just do a follow-up, catch up and see how they're doing. And, uh, you know, there was some of them that we really had intense conversations with. We just ran out of time. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, I'm that's, thinking of, of a lot of people. I mean, they were all, I don't think we've ever had a guest who wasn't just fabulous. You know, who didn't, who didn't have a wonderful message to pass on. Right. Right, because because like you said, they're all in the recovery field or some kind of mental health awareness field, and the majority of those people care. And the and the mm-hmm. the, the for lack of a better term, the scum rats. I'm going to come on a show and try to you know throw the bull for an hour. It's just not going to work. They're going you know they'll be they'll be found out about. So you know the people that we interview or the people that reach out to us we know that they're they we know that they're good-hearted people and their messages their message is real their message is true and that's that's the one good thing about this show that's the one thing that i mean one of the things i have gratitude for about this show one is that i can speak on a microphone to the world right now and Feel comfortable doing it, not having anything really to say, but to be able to just be able to speak and just go on about my day, my life, how things are going, what's going on in my world. And then the other thing is that I have gratitude for is people come on and share the same thing and their message gets out to you as well. So so we we're we're de- we're like a a vendor of good hope that we can, you know, allow people or, or ask people to come on, share their experience, strength and hope and try to make this a more knowledgeable subject, a more a more better world. I mean, you saw what happened in Toronto uh yesterday, a knucklehead walking down the street with a gun just started shooting people. Uh, this world is so twisted and if we can get somebody out of their out of that chaos for an hour a week, then we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, reaching one person is a beautiful thing. And to, and to be able, like you said, to talk to the world at large and share this experience, strength and hope from from your point of view as, you know, as an addict in recovery, from my point of view as a family member who's experienced, you know, the fear and the, you know, just 
not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can talk about all of those things, and we can share our experiences with them, and, and hope that that in the hope that that will help someone out there who may be listening to us now. No, exactly. You know, and that's why that's why I try to recognize the audience and and where we are heard because it you know it blows my mind we we were on originally we started in west palm beach we had a four mile signal so we maybe caught three people (laughs) (laughs) and then we then we moved to las vegas where we had a booming signal and they could they could hear us all the way down in san diego if the wind was blowing correctly and then we went to Providence, Rhode Island for a little while with a little bit of a smaller signal. Now we're here, we're heard worldwide. Our message is worldwide. And I think that's what the, the recovery message needs to be worldwide. This year, is it this year? Yeah, this August. Um, Narcotics Anonymous is celebrating uh, the, what is it, the 37th, I think. Um, I could be wrong. But it might be the 37th World Convention in Orlando. So people from all around the world, addicts, recovering addicts from all around the world, are going to flock to Orlando for five days. And there are there are meetings in there of all kinds of different languages. And it's almost like the UN. I, I've seen I've seen pictures oh, yeah. where I've seen well. I've seen pictures where people wear headsets and they're and they're listening to somebody. There's somebody um, translating the individual who's speaking's language into the language that's of your headset. So um, that's incredible, you know. And for oh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to go? If I'm here, I, I will. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stay. I, it, it's. Uh, one because it sold out too quick, and because, two because I dragged my feet, and three, yeah. I'm an hour and a half. I'm an hour and a half away, so it's so it's simple enough to be able to drive and give my room up for somebody from Saudi Arabia, you know. Right. True. Wouldn't that be true, something true. though? If I'm, you know, I'm walking through the hallway there and I have a you know a shirt that says you know whatever, and somebody goes, "Hey, I listened to your show," and they're from Zimbabwe or something. Oh, that I know. Would be, I know. Yeah, that would be wild. Yeah. That would be awesome, but but you know we like you said we do have listenership in a in a lot of places around the world and very thankful for them too. Yeah, you know, but but that just goes to show you, like like um, I I know that they do it with Alcoholics Anonymous as well. I don't know if they go like worldwide like that. Oh, they you do. know, do they you mean pop as far from as con- the conventions go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they do. They have a world convention, and, and actually so do Al-Anon and Naranon. Al-Anon's was just over the 4th of July weekend. It was in Baltimore, Maryland this year, but they, you know, it was people from all over the world. But do, do they usually keep it in the United States, and people come? Yeah. Or oh, Okay, yeah, so it, it can... They do it, I think, every four or five years it's in the United States. Okay. But it, it's yeah. all over the world. All right. I mean, I haven't been. To, I haven't been to one of those. I, you know, so. Um, well, a lot yeah, of my friends actually flew up to Baltimore. I think five or six of, you know, some of the people in in my groups went out there and really enjoyed it. Oh, from the local, from lo- from here. Yeah. From oh here. wow. Hmm. And you know, they they always have um, 
tracks for the alcoholics too. So yeah, know, just yeah, uh-huh. which is which is which is only right. I mean, it makes sense if it's somebody's going to pull well, the drunk. Know, yeah, they're the reason we got there. So, yeah. so and and you know somebody has to pull their drunk husband along with them because they have to take care of him. You know, so might as well put him in a meeting while you're there. Well, yeah, and hopefully he's in recovery, so he'll enjoy his yeah. meetings too. Yeah, but um. You know, that that is definitely something that you want to check out because if it's I mean, even, you know, even just the uh, a basic meeting, if it's if you're if you're white knuckling it and you're doing it on your own, God love you. But there is an easier way. And it was one of the ways that I found to be able to process what was going on with me along with people who were helping me sort it out people you know people who have walked through what I, what it was that I was walking through they could they could share their experience strength and hope they could say to me this is what I did this is how I got out of it and this is how I'll hold your hand while you're walking through it and you know one of the best things in the world that I that I found out you know the 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 toughest thing that I found out was I had to ask for help Without asking for help, I wouldn't be sitting where I am today. The best thing that I found out was it was as easy as asking for help. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. There are, there are things that you are going to experience that will be so uneasy that you'll want to run. But you'll be surrounded with people that have experienced that themselves before and have walked through it. If they can walk through it, why can't you? If I can get clean, why can't you? There's no excuse out there to keep doing what you're doing to yourself. Reach out and say help. I remember sitting under a bridge, sitting on a park bench, sitting down the waterfront and saying, you know, what has everyone done to me? Why has everyone turned their back on me? Granted, it was it was my it was me being an emotional terrorist to myself. But I remember saying, why has everyone turned their back on me? When everyone was telling me, all you have to do is ask for help. But I just couldn't get out of my own way enough to ask for help. And once I did, my problem was lessened a little bit. So I did it again, and it was lessened a little bit more. And sooner or later, I was in the capacity to be able to help from from a homeless, helpless, loveless individual to someone who could be able to help somebody that was homeless, helpless, and loveless. You know, and that's how that's how this works. That's how you know the the recovery piece of uh, addiction works. I didn't want to help anybody out there when I was active because I wanted everything that I had for me. I would use people and manipulate people to get me into situations where it would benefit me, you know, Um, and my friends would do the same thing. But today it's just not like that at all. I mean, I have an ear for people who need help and without asking, we can't force you know, because when I when I was out there, I and I, and I probably still have a uh, little bit of um, distaste for authority when somebody tells me because I said so. 
It doesn't sit <laughs> easy with like me. That. No, it doesn't sit easy with me. So, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, you have to do this because I see you acting like that. That just doesn't happen, you know. And there are people out there who don't act don't act well to that. So why should I try to force my beliefs or um, whatever's onto you like that? So if if you don't ask for help, someone's not going to stick their hand out. So it's ask for help. Get out of your own way. And that's why I say I have to get out of my own way. You know, and that and that's how it worked for me. You know, and, and there was a long time where I couldn't call what I was doing recovery because I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. I was existing for quite a while. But that was okay. I, I was experiencing recovery whether I wanted to claim it or not. I was saying that I was existing because I still had that uh, obsession to use. Slowly but surely, that obsession went away, and the want to stay clean got greater. And with that, the only negatives that I had were all the shortcomings and character defects that I acted out on for many a years. I had to change those. Some of them I embraced for a long time. For for 10 years, I embraced them. But you don't necessarily have to do that. You know, come in, ask for help, and we'll take you by the hand and show you how we did it. If that works for you, then more power to you. If it doesn't, more power to you as well. We can we can show you another way. Somebody else can show you the way that it worked for them. There are millions of people that are in recovery. One way doesn't necessarily work. Well, and I think, you know, like you said before, you have to reach out for it, but the help is there. And, you know, if, if you look at, you know, like, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, they're free. Well, of course, you're a dollar in a basket, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you don't have it, you don't have to put the money in. No, you don't have No, no, not at all. You know, the funny thing is... is, I know people who have said, yeah, I didn't have a dollar to put in the basket for a long, long time. Yeah, the funny thing is, I'm going to tell you a story on the other side of the break. We're getting ready to go to break right now. Um, But I'll tell you a story about that, about the basket. Uh, dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. 
Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And here we are again. So well, before the uh, before the break, we were talking about the basket and putting a dollar in the basket at a meeting. You know, I was so clouded and delusional, I guess that you you could say. Um, like I said, you know, I mean, I, I was existing. I wasn't. I wasn't in recovery. I was just existing, and um, the basket went around. Once I started. Once I started feeling better, and once I started. Um, working and all of that stuff. The basket started coming around, and I would see people put a dollar in. And like a big spender, I would throw three, thinking that I was a big shot, <laughs> you know. And and I remember, I remember my sponsor telling me, well, "What are you throwing three dollars in there for? You know, it, you know, what do you need to do that for? You would you would be showing off." And and at that point, I was like. Well, yeah, you caught me. You know, I was thinking that I was, I, I was thinking I was a big shot because I was throwing three in. And it's funny because if you go to a meeting and and you'll see people as they get better, that's one of the thing. That's one of the cycles that a lot of recovering people go through. You know, and it's 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 not necessarily. It's it's getting rid of some of those character defects. It's getting rid of some of those shortcomings where, you know, the better than comes out. And it's something that you can focus on to be able, like I said, because I have a disease that in one moment will tell me I'm less than. And then in the next moment, it tell me that I'm better than, like like that, even still today. But I have a little bit of a better 
I'm not throwing $3 at everything that I see today because I've learned a lesson on how not to do that. I've learned a lesson to sit and wait and allow life to happen and not react to it. And that was one of the things that I didn't know back then. I thought, well, people are going to think I'm a big shot because I'm throwing $3 in. And all they were saying was, thanks, Dopey. We got two more dollars off you than we needed. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny because in my meetings, I've noticed that men tend to put in a lot more money than the women do. I don't know why that is. And we don't, you know, we don't have the majority of, of people in, in the... Um, Friends and family groups are women, mm-hmm. um, but when we do have guys, they tend to throw in quite a bit more money than the women, and I've noticed that over the years. Well, you know something? I don't necessarily know if this isn't like a, a uh, um, masculine trait, because like when you, go to, when you go to a bar or you go anywhere, guys throw money around like they're in a strip club, you know, where women are more conservative with tipping, not saying that they're tipping less, but they're more conservative with tipping or I go to eat with my daughter and I just don't even think about throwing a $20 bill down when it's 13 and she puts what's supposed to be there, you know? So I don't necessarily know if that's like maybe a character trait that I need to look at because what am I doing at that point? Well, I, I tend to over tip because um, my daughter worked in the service industry for years, and that was how she got paid. And I understand that a lot of them are not even making minimum wage. Right. So, you know, I I do tend to overtip. And, you know, people who do my hair, people who do my nails, I want them to, you know, want to work for me. And that helps. Right, right. Yeah, I I don't Yeah, but I just mean I think it even stretches into giving at the basket. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I've never seen um, a woman throw a $5 bill into the basket and not take some change back, but the men will do it all the time. Yeah. Well, hey, stack your meeting with men. You don't have to worry about rent. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. some of these meetings do get kind of poor. You got, you know. Yeah, I mean, because you have the debate you have the about how are you going to spend the money? Well, we've got to pay the rent. So yeah, that's first. Yeah, and and fortunately enough for us, you know, up north, there was it was like a cyclical rent. Like during the winter, you had to pay more because you helped. For, well, I don't know, you had to pay more, but the group would donate more monthly. Because you're paying for heat and help with snow or whatever, whereas in the summer, you know, up there, there's no such thing as air conditioning. I mean, where you are, you don't even have an air conditioner in the window there, do you? Nope. Yeah, see, so that's, that's here, it's air conditioned everywhere or it's shut off. So. You know, that's not one of the things that we, that we worry about, but. Groups still need to, this is crazy. We started talking about some shady device, and now we're talking about the basket. <laughs> where the donations the go? <laughs> yeah. It just popped in my mind. I was like, well, we're spending an awful long time on this basket. But you know something? That's what, that's what we do. I mean, when we, when, we, when we talk, we talk about all aspects of recovery, and that is one of them. 
You know, that, really that piece is. is one of them. The responsibility that you get when you become a member of a group, when you become a member of an organization, with, with some organizations, you become a member of a union, you have to pay dues. Well, not anymore. They just passed a law that you don't. But when you become a member of a union, you have to pay dues. When you become a member of a AA group, an NA group, an Al-Anon group, um, they're responsible to pay rent, to be able to, one, be, one, be um, accounted for, more first and foremost, and two, to assist the place that's allowing you to use their facility for the hour or hour and a half, you're giving them something so you're not getting it for free. We're not allowed to take anything for free like that. So we're, we're paying our way. Um, and that teaches people about paying electricity. Yeah, it teaches people about paying your rent. It teaches people about paying alimony and child support and all of that stuff that goes along with the wreckage that we run through. So something as simple as throwing a dollar in a basket taught me how to be responsible for the other things that were coming my way that I needed to pay for. You know, I didn't have to throw a dollar in that basket, but I did have to pay pay my electricity if I wanted lights. So if I right. turned it back, if I wanted to hear a, a good stellar message of recovery, it was worth the dollar. So, you know, I'm grateful today that I have the awarenesses that I do and to be able to look back on the chaotic me when I came in the door, because I remember that kid so well. And, um, and I could absolutely be him in less than... 2.3 seconds if I choose to use because the guy's still in me. You know, like I've said, I'm 29 years clean, and today's is still today is still a good day to get high. Figure that out. That's pretty scary. Yeah, well, that's the reality of an addict. You know what I mean? I but know, I'm okay with I that. I'm Coming okay from with the that family side, though, that you know, you're you're always going to have you know at least a half a breath held, just because. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily know. I think there's there's some there's some point in time where, you know, my that was that was not on my family's mind anymore. Like, uh, you know, one we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm sure right. at my twenty seventh anniversary they went, oh, okay, we can breathe well now. No, I think it was a little bit. <laughs> I think it was a long time before that, and I think it was because of the person that I had become growing up in recovery. When I came in, I didn't have a clue. So why would why would my word be believable? Because my past showed my family and my loved ones that that was my that was the path that I chose to walk on. I, I lied all the way through. And slowly but surely not intentionally, mind you, slowly but surely, my whole mindset, my whole character, my whole being changed into the individual that I have become today. And that's only because I asked for help. And that's only because I still ask for help. If I have a problem, I don't attack it alone today. I, I, I call people that have been in my life forever and I know their story. They know my story. So I can't, you know, sling the bull with them and go, you know, this is the deal and this is what it, okay. It sounds to me like you're being selfish and that's what you want to do. Oh, you caught me, you know? So 
surround yourself. Yeah, you have people in your life that are going to be real with you, and they're exactly. going to call you out when when you're, you know, kind of going in a direction you shouldn't be going. Right, exactly, and I think that's what I was getting to is my family. When I tell them things, they don't go, "Oh, I'm afraid he's going to use." Right. They they say you're not being real with yourself. They're not that using is the furthest thing from their mind. My well-being today is stellar in their mind. So they're saying, yeah, you're not being real with yourself. Reconnect. And that's sometimes that's all I need is to be, you know, called on the mat and be put back in place by somebody who cares about me a little bit more than I was right then for myself. Exactly. But, you know, I think it takes, it takes a little bit of time to get there. You know, I'm like a year and a half into, you know, not not using, and uh, I, I still worry. I still worry. I try not to, but I do. Yeah, and, and that's and that's um, acceptable. That's normal. Yeah, I'm I sure that. So. I, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think after 25 years, maybe I would be able to breathe again. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's. Well, I think yeah, I, I, I am aware that it could it could happen. Yeah, I, I guess it could happen with anyone. But I, you know, yeah. when you get comfortable with yourself and what your addict is doing, then that probably won't even phase you anymore. I hope. Oh no, it will. It will because you know thousands before you, tens of thousands, millions of before you have walked that same path. Oh, I know. You know, and, and that's that's how that's how this works. I mean we're 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 giving a message of recovery and we need to speak on where we are personally each and every day. So I come I commend you for saying dogs are barking at each other. I commend you for saying oh, yeah. yeah, I commend you for saying that you're not really there yet because there's somebody out there that can relate to that. Well exactly. I'm you know I'm I am trying to be honest, I'm, I'm much happier than I was. I'm delighted with the path that my daughter's life has taken. I think she's, you know, she's on the right path, but I'm, oh, leaps I'm, and bounds. I also know leaps it could end bounds, in a yeah. second. Yeah, leaps and bounds, but it could end in a second with me too. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just yeah. the faith that we have in, in getting through another day and, and relying on other people to, um, for lack of a better word, call us on our shit. Right. And uh, I'm I'm very grateful for where she is today. I'm very grateful for where I am. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have to I have to remind myself sometimes of that. But I am. Things are very different than they were, you know, just a couple of short years ago. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, you would you probably wouldn't even be able to sit comfortable and do the show like you like you are now. You know, and and right. share. Yeah, your your message would have been a little different. But that's okay because that's where you would have been, you know. And and if we're still doing this this time next year, both our messages will be different. Yeah, because that's, we will have walked through more lives. Right, right. And it's so always an interesting walk. <laughs> yep. And speaking of that, our message needs to stop because we have about a minute left. So um, I'd like to thank the audience for listening again this week. Don't forget www.miraclesandrecovery.com. 
Org. You can listen by Listen Live. Uh, reach out to myself or Ellen at Ray or Ellen at miraclesandrecovery.org. And with Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.